yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irok the yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara egornamian on kestchen ekol. Vien talam aginam griv arkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. We're all going to die. The question is, what happens to our social media accounts when we do? Who gets the photos, the documents, the DMs? Is a difference for Facebook or, say, iCloud? Can your WhatsApp account be claimed by somebody as an inheritance? And what about important online accounts you have, like Microsoft's OneDrive or Google Drive? If you're worried about this, is there anything you can do to prepare? Or, on the other hand, if you're a family member of someone recently deceased, how do you go about trying to get access to a social media account that might have an important piece of information or document needed to settle an ongoing probate or legal issue? Well, the short answer to all of this is that it's complicated and varies from social network to social network. Joining me today to talk about the issues around this are Susan Murphy, a solicitor with MakeMyWill.ie, and Damien Mully of Mully Communications. You're both very welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Well, now we're going to look at some of the individual social networks in a few minutes. But first, in a general sense, Susan, let me ask you, um, is this something that you find coming up? It's, I think it's developing. Um, like I think a lot of people, when I'm taking instructions for wills, they're not really, it's not on their, their radar. Now, I would often raise the question towards the end, kind of, if you, have you thought about making a note of passwords and things like that? Um, but like, I think a lot of people, like people who are using social media, they're, they're not thinking ahead like that um, uh, with, with regard mm. to what would happen social media accounts. I don't think they think of the value of them. I think you're dead right. I think most people wouldn't think about it. Can you, in general terms, is there such a thing as willing a social media account, putting it in your will? Not in the account as so, or in the will as such. What um, you would do is you can leave an instruction with your executors as to what you might want to happen. So, But included in that instruction would have to be login details. Mm. Um, because as far as I know, um, maybe Damien, you can you will correct me on this, but um, any social media platforms, they're not going to give anybody any login details to access your account after you're gone. So the only way to access them is if you've passed on your login details to um, your executor or next of kin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, Damien, if you're somebody who has a, a large following or maybe you're making money out of your social uh, media account, it's an interesting question, isn't it, as to whether you can pass that page on to somebody uh, when you die? Yeah, I mean, 
when you're alive, you can say commercially sell your account to someone else or your social media account um, or just hand it over. And there's various ways of doing that, like for free or, or with money. But yeah, once you once you die, it becomes a, a lot more complicated mm. and various social networks and the likes of Apple, Google and Microsoft have their own ways of dealing that, with that. And it's, it's non-standard for these things. Yeah. The rule of thumb that I have found in, in researching this is that most of them will not give you, none of them will give you the login and the password to an account, but some of them will actually give you specific bits of content or access to whole areas of content if you give them the right type of legal papers or court order. For example, Apple, iCloud, you, it says openly on its, in its documentation that it will give you access to um, uh iCloud con content, including maybe backed up iMessages, if you give it the correct court order. Now, what that court order is and how it would come about might be uh, a, a trickier uh, process. Microsoft has um, something of the same process for, for OneDrive in which a lot of people keep documents or Outlook um, for email. But it seem, does seem like the main ones, Facebook, Instagram, these are the, are the big ones. Um, they will only allow you to do something which is called memorializing the account, won't they? Yeah. And what I've seen like with the memorializing is, yes, if, if they're notified of uh, somebody's passing, uh, they will just memorialize the account, um, which is effectively it just lets people put up tributes or whatever uh, yeah. onto the account. You can still see the content, well, depending on if that person has shared or who, who that part, the, the deceased person has shared the content with. Mm. But if it's public, you can still see that. Um, but really, it's you can't do anything else with it. You can't log into it. You can't access messages or anything like that, uh, anything private. Uh, now, there is a, a thing called a legacy contact that you can nominate on the account. Uh, and that person does have a degree of control over the memorialized account. But they still can't uh, amend anything or send messages from from the account. They, they, you know they can change the profile picture, um, like you know just kind of monitor tributes coming in and that kind of thing. But that's not that, that's pretty much it. Like they can't, they don't have any yeah. um, responsibility over the account. I ran the rule over ten of them just, and I'll briefly sum, summarize them now in thirty seconds. Facebook, you can act, you can ask for it, the account to be deleted or to be memorialized, and you need a death cert and your, your ID uh, for that. Uh, WhatsApp, you can basically ask for nothing. They, they, there's no memorialization option. It's a messaging account. They will, they will give you nothing. As, um, correct me if I'm wrong and jump in here if, uh, if I am wrong. Messenger is really attached to your Facebook account, so all you can ask for there is deletion. You can't ask to see somebody's um, uh, messenger messages. Instagram is basically the same as Facebook, deletion or memorialization you can ask for. And, and again, you're asked for legal proof that you're the legal represent, representative of the, of the deceased. Um, Google is interesting. You can actually ask for specified content in circumstances, which Google doesn't uh, go into any more detail on. But again, not the login or the password. But that could be, you know, in Google Drive. It could be YouTube videos. It maybe even could be Gmail, I guess. Um TikTok is a very interesting one. I'd be interested in your review on this, Damien. Initially, I my research showed that TikTok would give you nothing. They didn't even have a policy. They came back to me late today to say two things. First, um, they will delete your account if they get, if you're the deceased and your family member applies, they will delete the account if your family member 
produces a death certificate and legal proof of their relation to you. But this is the interesting bit. Um, if the account is inactive for six months, TikTok can reset the username. So say from Damien Mully, they might set it to user1234. Any videos associated with the account Damien Mully will transfer to user1234 and they're not inherited if the original username is reassigned. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, like the, the likes of Twitter have been doing that as well with inactive accounts mm. for, for a couple of years. They will assign it to someone else. Although I think with Twitter, they'd actually delete that account. Yeah. That, that is the issue. When you die, you're, you are going to be inactive. Unless I think you probably there's a will, proper, yeah. There's um, a proper mechanism to say this account is now memorialized. Mm. So um, LinkedIn has it. Um, LinkedIn Facebook has a memorial. Has it, Instagram yeah. has it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. for, for the likes of Twitter, it, it just goes dormant. Yeah. Um, and so those, and as part of the terms and conditions, they say they can claim those accounts back and they can wipe what's there. Yep. Um, so it's it's good that TikTok will do something like that. But a lot of them are saying, unless they're notified, an inactive account can get wiped out. Yep. Facebook keeps everything forever and Instagram is Facebook. So the same thing happens. Yeah. Um, but I guess a big issue I would have with all of these is actually say Gmail mm. because all our online billing is probably going through Gmail or electricity accounts and so on. And when a, a friend of mine passed away last year, all the issues about getting the banking details and just moving ownership over into a new account was, was pretty complicated. So for, for your digital properties, when everything is now going to online billing, it's going to be very, very complicated. And so, Google has said in certain circumstances, and it really looks like with a court order that they will give you those details. Mm. Um, but that's a, an awful lot of more work on behalf of a family to, to get access to that. And that's more expense yeah. as well. Yeah. And isn't that kind of one of the interesting issues behind all this is that a company like Google or Twitter or Facebook or Apple or whoever it is may have a policy but that might just be their policy, even if they say you signed up to it in the terms and conditions. I asked a barrister, Ronan Lupton, about this and specifically on the tension there between uh, company policies and what the law would actually enforce here. He, this is what he told me. He said the key really is whether the information is dealt with or deemed to be property. He says, he says, GDPR rights don't apply in the context of a deceased person, but you can see circumstances where content stored online, such Damien as your example with the account details and Gmail, might in certain circumstances be required by the estate or the executors, for example, of a will. He gives the example, kind of an extreme one, where husband and wife are in an accident and the husband dies while the wife is incapacitated. The husband's will may indicate that his wife is to be the sole benefactor of all assets and that information pertaining to those assets is electronically stored on Google Docs or iCloud. And it might be that the passwords are, for example, contained in a, a Twitter a DM. And he thinks that a court in those circumstances or circumstances like that might be minded to make orders for delivery of information from all of those networks that ordinarily mightn't be due due to the policy. Yeah, um, it's, it's interesting that, I guess, when you die, this is the extremes you have to go to, as you were saying, the expense of it. Hmm. Whereas when we're alive, because of GDPR, we can actually ask for a copy of all our data. So we can do it on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. There's a button and a mechanism for that. So we can get all, get all that information. But again, once we go, there's, there's no mechanism. And they use, and GDPR is used, I guess, as a shield 
buy companies or a way to block they use gdpr as an excuse for an awful lot of things anyway mm. but that is the the circumstance now um you can enable um your accounts before you die mm-hmm. and you can have a legacy option in that so facebook does that and twitter does that mm-hmm. and gmail or google does that for all your accounts as well, and apple um you can do that but most people aren't don't aren't aware of that and we don't think about that we never think about that i um, mean look i haven't done it because even if know, i did do that what is that giving the legacy uh person anointed person what power is that giving them it's very very basic stuff and it? it's the power to change a profile picture or to yeah. um there's a couple of other things you can do but you're, you're not changing anything substantive you're not getting access too much in the examples that i cited where you're looking for a document or a piece of information that doesn't really um help with that yeah um i think with the the, the legacy options with uh, google and gmail you can get access to the account and you can get get that data once you say that again in advance and facebook will allow that i didn't know that's that's interesting so you can yeah yeah i've got it down here um google will allow that i think in certain circumstances once you use that legacy system okay well that's really interesting information that people should know about yeah and facebook as well will allow the person to download a copy of your data your public stat your your status right. updates which is images and so on so any photographs you have uploaded in your facebook account once the person has been assigned a, a legacy contact uh before you die they can do that if mm. they become in if they gain access to your account after you've died and you haven't made them that contact they can just change your status and say that you've you've passed away and, and that's it mm. so there is a system there as well but for for most there's not and it's hidden away in in true various health articles that some of them do that susan susan do you think that thinking on this and policies might evolve over time i think up until a few years ago most of us thought of our online social accounts as something very secondary or a kind of a shallow part of existence in one way sure we would have friends and we'd message and we might have meaningful exchanges and we might even keep things like documents or or photos up there but it it wasn't considered to have the gravitas of something that you have physically in your house or property or possession but i wonder how relevant that way of thinking is now in 2022 or 2025 or 2030 when so much of the really valuable stuff that we own now is online yeah no I, like i i definitely think it is going to evolve like i mean if you think about it uh most of us only got facebook accounts less than 15 years ago that was the first of any of the social medias um it, it, and it is like i mean it did start off where you put up a post asking if someone was going to such and such a pub that night or whatever like you know i mean it, it's it's changed a lot now and I know a lot of people friends of mine would put up photographs and that you know to kind of uh, document their children growing up and things like that that they think that that, that that's there that's there forever now mm. where as you know if you're going to look at it this way and and, and, and from, the, from this perspective it's not necessarily up there forever you know and it needs to be protected and people need to be made aware of what happens and the fact that they, they do need to deal with the social media aspect or the, just their online presence uh, and mm. how it can be valuable and how it needs to be dealt with um, and it is something that I think yeah in time people will be more aware of it when they're when they're going to make their will 
Yeah. Um, as I say, I, I have brought it up before with people, but it's just, you know, they, they want to get the important stuff in place uh, from the financial end of it. They're not really thinking of this as, as having a value. But as Damien was saying there, you know, things like it's utility bills, everything being online and yeah. you, ha you have your own password. Nobody knows your password. It can be very problematic on a family. Have you heard the news? The Irish Independent has a new podcast. We're not in the fairy tale business as journalists. We're in the truth business and the question we're there. 20 minutes, five days a week, the Indo Daily takes you beyond the headlines and into Ireland's most talked about stories. So 25 years on, people are absolutely fascinated again with this case. The Indo Daily podcast, available on Spotify, Apple, independent.ie and wherever you get your podcasts. There can be extreme examples as well. We've been talking about social media accounts. I, I actually got an email from a woman whose name I'm not going to, to say, but she was a bereaved mother of a, a son who died tragically and suddenly. And she wrote to me to tell me that uh, she desperately needed to open his phone to try and sort his affairs. She also wanted a timeline of events to for a greater understanding of, of other things. Um, she said it happened to be a Samsung phone um, and she didn't have uh, the, the pin number to the phone. Now, in general, phone manufacturers take a, quite a hard line on that for understandable reasons. Apple's passcode, for example, in the iPhone is encrypted, which means, according to Apple, it, it couldn't break it even if it wanted to. I'm not sure what Samsung's policy on that is, but there are um, examples that we can all think of where it might be an online account or a phone or a laptop or something where it's not really something that's secondary or of less importance that's stored there. Yeah. And the inability to be able to will or legally bequeath that property as part of your state, it's, it's, when you think about it that way, it's kind of problematic. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Um, like the the only solution I I would say is that if you're if you have your will, obviously you don't want to be uh handing out your passwords and passwords change just from a yeah. security point of view over time, like regularly enough anyway. But maybe if you if you do have your will and you have your will envelope, would just be to put an instruction in that for your, yeah. your family, your next of kin, right? Like have your list of all of your different online um online accounts be it your your email accounts your social media accounts things like that uh, with the passwords and then a, an instruction as to what you want to do be it close off the accounts or, or whatnot but at least then it's it's private to you you're not giving over passwords to mm. uh, your family when they don't need them but at least there's, there's something there um but yeah i mean it it, it that's kind of um i suppose it's a it's a, it's a severe thing really mm. to be even thinking like that when you're well, well, as Damien well knows from his uh, interesting research in this area, Facebook users are not necessarily all young, free and single. A lot of them are uh, are getting a free TV license and a free bus pass. But anyway, that's a different uh, that's a different uh, topic. Damien, of course, we there's another side to this whole discussion, which we haven't really touched on. And that is that is the privacy side and also the cringe factor. Like if you are that person who uh, is entering the last phase of your life or or even if you're not and, and you die, some pe many people would have a horror of family members poking around their DMs and their messages and all their accounts and things they sort of 
photos they posted or or sent to somebody you know, 13 years ago. Yeah, I mean, especially with phones, they they are an extension of yourself. Like you, you, you feel the stuff that's in your phone or your device is very, very personal. Um, so message that you send on WhatsApp or through Twitter DMs is very, very private to you. So you, you don't want that getting back to people because it might cause upset. Um, it, there can be various misunderstandings for it as well. So like the mm -hmm. phone manufacturers in, in particular, like it is highly encrypted and you, you probably can't get access to a phone that goes now. Hopefully, a lot of us are backing up our phones, so it's still going into um, photo, Google Photos or iPhotos. Or iCloud, yeah. yeah. But, but even then, do we want people to actually see all those photographs? Um, because there's probably plenty of stuff up there, screenshots and mm -hmm. other things like that, that you might want anyone to see. Um, but yep. there is no... there is While we can add legacy options with Apple and with Google um, or with Facebook, there is no additional part of that going. And even then, this is totally private. This this goes with me and nobody else. Hmm. So like, it hasn't progressed like that. And I think it's something worth thinking about because like, as you're talking about Facebook, the age has changed. You know, so there's 15 years worth of photographs of, of me and family members up there. Um, and there's tens of thousands, I'd say, on a lot of people's profiles and what to do with that and then how to sort them out like years back we'd have photographs the good photographs of the family trips and so on in a drawer and there'd be another drawer for all the legacy stuff like bills and so on but that's now somewhere in the cloud or somewhere in a gmail account mm. yeah absolutely and it, honestly hand on heart if one or other of the companies we've been talking about said well we've a new policy we're going to make it easier for family members to or close contacts or anybody else to gain access to your to this social media account or that social media account when you pass away um, outside your own kind of wishes. I mean, I don't think that's a great marketing strategy for any of them. Yeah. And if we if you want to go to the extreme example, not everyone lives in an open democratic society. Mm. So if Facebook has a policy to say, a debt cert and your next of kin get access to that depending on the country you're in that might be a good thing because mm -hmm. someone might be under duress to get access to your account again and that's a big argument apple has about encryption on the phone they're going we can't access it we've made sure encryption is that strong we can't access it so the fbi can't get access to it or foreign governments yeah but that with those policies we we don't know yeah yeah it's a very interesting area um i don't think that people have I think there's a lot more to run on this and I I can see more legal cases uh, around this particularly because of the amount of documentation and legal stuff and financial stuff um, that we uh, hold online certainly I, I run a page every Saturday in the Irish Independent um, which is called Ask Adrian it's a tech help column and I there's definitely an increase in the number of people who are contacting me about old phones or accounts they're trying to get access to for this reason or that reason it could be something to do with community association accounts it might be to do with uh, it's often to do with photographs so uh, that's the the only place where i can access these photographs and they're not publicly uh, visible on the web i mean i've often advised people to use something like google photos or if you're an amazon prime member maybe amazon photos 
because that's free. Is, is that generally, would either of you have a, have a view on where to kind of collect your online photos for easy uh, access for family members later? Um, like I, I know friends of mine and they're, as they're starting to have kids now have created Gmail accounts for the kids that they give them when they, they turn 18 mm. and they send messages and they, they post photographs to them like that. Um, so, I mean, there is family WhatsApp groups where stuff is exchanged, photographs and so on and videos. So it would be well worth considering like Apple and Google do have like family accounts where you can get access to that. But I think we, I mean... I'm sure um, we all agree that we all need to start to keep out our own wills anyway in the future and to have something in place. And I think we need to start talking, thinking about digital uh, inheritance as well of, of whatever it is or having some space. But yeah, I, for myself, I have Apple photos where all my photographs go up to, but then I might um, download my Facebook photographs and upload them to Dropbox. So there's one or two places where that information is. It can get messy depending on syncing and so on. But at least there's there's maybe two backups there or one proper backup. Yeah, well, once a year around Christmas time, I send off for one of these photo books, 30 or 40 quid. It takes maybe 40 or 50 photos of different times during the year, doing different things, family stuff. I have it going about back about eight or nine years now, 10 years. And I guarantee in 30 years time, they will be the only pictorial evidence yeah. uh, existed in the world. Anyway, when, when, when everything else is wiped in the, you know, the great digital reset or whatever is coming down the line, Susan, last uh, word to you. Um, I guess in terms of a, a will, a lot of people fear, not fear, but some people die in test state. Does that make a difference? Uh, well, it would I mean I don't know from a from a social media like what happens to to online accounts I don't know if it would or not but it it, it would be uh, determined under intestacy law who mm. would be the next of kin uh, right. and then that like, that would depend on who's who's your closest in relation to so if you're married it'd be your spouse yeah. uh, if you have kids it'd be them and you know if if you're single without kids it'd be your parents so. And again, like in this day and age, like you might want your parents to be the ones to authorize your taxes, your, your social media yeah. um, accounts. But um, yeah, like obviously, like if you have a will and uh, it might touch on the subject of your digital presence, as I say, it is it is evolving and I have come across it before. But, and with people who'd have, um, you know, a, a big following uh, on social media and that so that they, they're kind of more. Uh, aware of it or aware of the value of it so um yeah like it uh, obviously would, would make more sense to have your will than than, than to not have it yeah. susan murphy solicitor with make my will.ie and damien mully of uh, mully communications thank you both very much for joining me for today's uh, podcast and that's all we have time for this week so for me adrian weckler the tech editor of the irish and sunday independent i'll talk to you the same time next week bye-bye